I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hey everyone, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched the Studio Ghibli movie, Palm Poco. Yes, um, we did. Which is actually the first Studio Ghibli movie I've watched that isn't directed by Hao Miyazaki. Um, and the first Asao Takahata directed film that I've seen. He's the other most prolific director um, there, or was. Um, I believe he did pass in the last couple of years. Um, but yeah. This was a very... I had been curious about this movie for a long time. I, I just knew that it was the, the movie with the Tanuki in it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know a whole lot else about it. Yeah. Let's... Who wants to do a spoiler-free plot synopsis? I'm so bad at that. I don't I don't think I'm going to volunteer. I guess that I have to. I, mean, I know. You're I like our I don't... One I, ha- I have... I have. And I don't want to do this one. <laughs> Wow, okay. All right. Um, let's see. I think I did on Klaus. I think I did it. I did for Digimon at least. I haven't edited past there, so. Uh (laughs) Okay. There are uh Tanuki, uh, which are uh Japanese Raccoon dogs. Yes. Uh oh I mean we they're referred to as raccoons in like translations and stuff, but they're not raccoons, they're closer to dogs. Yes. But yes, uh these Tanuki have the common powers associated with uh, Tanuki in folklore. Um, they can shapeshift uh, to varying degrees and scavenge and stuff. And so these uh, Tanuki are being threatened by uh, industrial expansion and they are trying to fight for their home. It This movie covers a span of a few years of, of them trying to do that. Of living, of training, of looking for help, and um, trying to to fight against this expansion and, and save their home. Yeah, no, that's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a the classic conflict of man and nature. Yes, mm-hmm. it's very heart wrenching. Um, I'm going to put a little bit of a content warning up here at the top, just in that because of how tanuki legends are there will be discussions of genitalia in this episode um so just that's gonna be there like we're gonna try to keep it fairly professional and like they're not in the movie in any sexual usage but uh they're in the movie so we have to discuss them to some extent specifically (laughs) the scrotums yes because that's part of the tanuki lore is that they have very stretchy scrotums that they use with transformation stuff so yep. that is a thing we will be discussing so if you don't want you or whoever else is listening with you to hear about that because you're a prude or whatever uh, no <laughs> no i'm and, just and kidding uh, and, yeah. and what was helpful for us is we watched a, a video that yes. we can link that kind of explains tanuki lore and not only did it help explain that aspect which i would say wasn't like it wasn't prevalent all the time no it was in there but it wasn't yeah yeah but it also explained other powers that you just kind of they assumed that we knew about yeah and so then we didn't have to wonder where it came from so i would say that there's a lot of just even having watched that video there's just a lot of japanese culture dripping throughout this thing yep so even more so than any of the other ones that we've said similar things about there's just a lot in this one. 
So some stuff's just inherently going to go over your head unless you have lived in that culture. Um, so. But yes, um, if we're going to recommend or not. Yes, recommend. No spoilers, obviously, but recommend yes, no. I, like you said, it's dripping with culture. I, I, I would recommend it. Uh, I mean, it was, the story was uh, emotional and, and it was very good and. I, that watching that video helped explain a lot of things that I would have kind of just how Tanuki are yeah in, in pop culture taken away from the movie or that I would have had to go like oh I guess they just do that and and move on so especially like kind of learning a little bit about them before and then watching it uh yeah I, w- I would recommend it I think I would recommend it but again not to younger not to families and not to younger children because I think there's just too much sadness especially in the end and too much violence in the movie as far as yeah just man versus nature there's just too much kind of violence there um i don't know i just think it would be unless you really really spoke to your children it would just be hard to process they'd need to be older uh but yeah um i definitely if you're interested in different folklore um then i think this might be very interesting to you I'm still sad from it. I'm sorry. I don't know. It's yeah, just, yeah. It's, it's just heavy. It's, it's hard. Uh, it's very yeah, heavy. Yeah. yeah. Um, not, it isn't, this is really heavy throughout its whole length, but it no. certainly gets there Yeah. Um, by the nature of the conflict. Yeah. It, like this heavy stuff will be talked mainly about in spoilers, I think. Yes. Overall though, like there were some like very lighthearted, uh, fun. The Tanuki are very fun, loving, mischievous kind of creatures. Yeah. So. Yeah. That comes through with a whole lot of that. Uh, I would recommend it. Um, I think it would be totally fine for kids, actually, because I watched a bunch of movies as a kid about environmentalism and animals getting killed. That's not even rare in the West. Um, So I think, Mom, you have become very clouded in your old age about what sort of movies you (laughs) let me watch as a kid, let alone what is uh, appropriate for kids. (laughs) Because... Yeah, like, Once Upon a Forest, like, there's, the Happy Feet wasn't when I was a kid, we watched that as, like, high schoolers and (laughs) made fun of it, but, like, strong environmental (laughs) themes where animals are put in danger is, like, kind of a staple of childhood movies, especially in the 90s, they made a lot of that kind of stuff, 80s and 90s, that was a big theme, Um, and this is basically that same theme, and in the appropriate time period, because it's 1994. Yeah. Yeah. so no, I don't. I don't think anything. The violence isn't anything ex, like explicit or graphic, um, and the themes are heavy. But I think if if you're a kid watching it, you're gonna get some of that. But I think you're gonna be more charmed by the silly stuff that the Tanuki do. Yeah, and like you'll kind of have that at the end, but uh, have the have some of those heavier things. But I don't think a kid's gonna focus as much on that. And it is also kind of an important topic to have your kid dealing with. Yeah, so, they kind of, it's, it's a bit uh, on the nose at the end, I think. But, sure. But uh, the, well, uh, y- the, yes. And, and, <laughs> but I mean, it, it, ostensibly it is for kids as kind of this, like, yes. think about these implications or, or what can you do for the animals or whatever. Yeah. And I don't even think you'd have to show a kid a video about what the Tanuki are, because they're just going to be like, these weird cartoon characters are doing this thing. Like, sure. Um, I think that's helpful for when you're older and you're kind of trying to understand why 
can they just do these things? Yeah. And, and why are they like this? Because they have very, they get distracted easily. Stuff like that um, is very relevant to how the plot Yeah, I, it might be that you as a parent might learn about them or watch it. And then yeah. if they ask, you can just kind of say. And honestly, the scrotum stuff was like way less... It didn't it, like it didn't come into play honestly that often, and also when it did, it did. I mean, it's it's Studio Ghibli. Like it didn't feel. It felt like artful use of Tanuki scrotums, <laughs> which is a weird thing to say. That's a weird but thing it just, to say. It just happened, and I wasn't like looking at them and just thinking this is a gross, wrinkly scrotum. You know I was what I mean? a little bit when the, when the texture of it when it was used before, but it was also dark. I think generally that was part it of transformed it. into something different, and yeah. so I was like. A little uncomfortable until it was this other thing. They bothered like, me okay. less than I expected, I guess I'll say. And um, and, and by nature of the the character of the Tanuki, uh, Tanukis that have balls are they're there like as they're oh, yeah. just walking around and stuff. But they're tasteful most of the time. They're just kinda there. Yeah. You don't even notice them. I didn't most notice of the time. them for the most part. <laughs> the main part I noticed them is when they they start to introduce the power of yes their their what is it the, their raccoon pouches as the English you can't tra- just I'm gonna do it as can't. the English translation dubs them rather. in the English dub the tanuki are incorrectly referred to as raccoons when raccoon dogs is a more accurate English translation and also they refer to the tanuki scrotums as raccoon pouches so I'm just gonna say raccoon pouches because <laughs> it's more comfortable for me. Uh, they 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 introduced the power and and that's when I kind of were, was like noticing them, but it's it's we'll not have distracting. a lot we'll have a lot more conversation about that and many other things in this movie uh, because this is the opening. Sure. So let's um, let's get specific. So let's start talking about the story, plot, characters, that sort of thing. Um, I will say one thing about just the phrase Pompoko, that is the title of the movie, refers to the sound that they make when they drum on their bellies. Yeah, it's the, it's it's basically the onomatopoeia for that. And they do it a lot in the film and it's cute. Yes, they do. It is adorable. Um, but yeah, let's discuss... Characters. Story characters. There's a lot of characters. There's there are a lot. Um, some sometimes it was they have pieces of clothing so that you can kind of tell who's who for the most part. Um, they have different faces and stuff too, but the clothing helps. Yeah, sometimes if they yeah, it's the clothing where I'm like, okay, you have the this especially some thing. of the not as prominent characters. Yes. Yeah. The story felt kind of long. Actually, the film felt kind of long. Yeah, and. And it's only like two hours, so it's shorter than Star Wars and movies, like any of the Star Wars movies, which don't feel that long. Um, And I think it's just kind of, I I was discussing and trying to kind of figure out why it feels like that. And I think it's just because a lot of plot things happen and there's not, there's a clear goal, but not a clear way that that goal can be reached by the character. So you, you kind of don't know how much they're going to get to try to do to reach that goal before it gets to the end. You're like, any of this feasibly could be the last. I don't know. And there's just a lot of stuff. Yeah. So it, it, it feels, it feels like a lot happens in a shorter period of time, which means that you're more ready for a resolution earlier because so you'd feel like so much already happened in mm-hmm. star Wars. Like not a lot happens in that shorter period of time. And you're like, well, we need to get to the resolution. So you're not thinking about the time as much. I don't know. Yeah. It was it, interesting. It felt long. Um, I did. I do. I think overall, I feel like it probably could have been a little bit shorter 
a little tighter and maybe been better overall. I, I think it maybe was still too long for the story it wanted to tell, but I'm not exactly sure how you would shorten it. Yeah. Because part of part of the time that it takes is making you become attached to the Tanuki, which yeah. is an essential part of the message that it's trying to give. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not I'm not sure how it would be shortened, but I don't know. Um, I found it interesting that they started with them as only realistic animals. Like when the initial, when the movie actually started, yeah. it was just the Tanuki looking like realistic Tanuki going around doing stuff um, as a voiceover was, a narrator was talking. Um, which I, th- yeah, I thought, I thought that was an interesting way to just show nature and Tanukis in their most natural form yeah. as your opener. And it definitely, it definitely makes a lot of sense in retrospect. Yeah, yeah, it's bringing you into the mystical part of it. Yeah, uh, you're, you like established, may, assuming because they even start talking about like another tribe of Tanuki or whatever coming in, and like they're gonna fight, and they're all still just looking like like realistic Tanuki, and then yeah. they even are charging each other on a field, and it's only then that they finally transform into the the more humanoid appearances. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting animation and and story with that because yeah, they go from looking very realistic to then looking almost cartoony. Yeah, in some ways, yeah. And, and they, they they actually kind of have like the three different forms because yes. there's the there's the really realistic looking. There's the more cartoony humanoid ones that's kind with of their that with generally. clothes that's kind of their default appearance and then there's like the super cartoony where they be, have even less detail yes. and they mm-hmm. and they look silly and happy and stuff and i can tell you what that's about that um is um those designs are based on the manga of shigeru uh Sugo, suguria who takahata was a huge fan of uh-huh. so it's basically just an homage is when they get really happy and silly and stuff that's that's an homage to manga that he read and really liked probably as a kid. Hmm. So yeah, that's interesting. I think you emphasize the I. Sugira. I don't think you say the you. Sugira. 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 Yeah. That makes sense. No, I think you're right. Shigeru Sugira. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what that's about. That was very cute. No. Yeah. It's they they basically only do it when they're being very silly or very happy and partying and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, It was a fun little transitions and it, it made sense given their general transformation powers that yes. it's just like, and sometimes they go like extra cartoony for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It didn't fill out of place. It was delightful. Yeah. Um, story, characters. Uh, I think all the characters had like really good characterization. You kind of, you had a, a very brash, militaristic guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's, they kind of have several of the factions. characters are basically there to set up the different philosophies that groups have towards dealing with this conflict and then there's like um shokichi the i think was the main kind of the main one who was sort of in the middle just trying to like live and survive and figure this out but yeah he, he wasn't as clearly on any particular side so much as just wanting them to he like if i recall they had a little story about him generally liking humans yeah and i think he i was think the, that was about him he was the one that was really that was good at transforming because they said like the transforming you have to know humans to to do it part of it is knowing humans mm-hmm. and and stuff like that well and interesting with this storyline they started off being somewhat in harmony with the humans when they lived 
in a in a rural setting mm-hmm. and the humans were there, you know, and their their homes and their lifestyle were not as intrusive. And then and then the the humans abandoned that and then they moved in to to the humans um, old houses and it was it was wonderful and then yeah. all of a sudden just huge tractors and bulldozers came and demolished and they had to flee. Yeah. So yeah. And that's what really prompted the big the big war, the big mm-hmm. conflict. The big move. Yes. Yeah. So it, it specifically there was a lot of narration yes. to some some detriment, I think, but I think it, it was probably necessary. Uh, I guess I'm a, generally... dec- a decent chunk of it, I would say. But yeah, that's generally not your favorite narrative device. Yeah, of getting yeah. Across the story. Yeah, I, I guess with the amount of characters, it seems difficult to... And the length of the conflict and everything. It yeah. just, yeah, to some extent, I think it's needed. But Yeah, I think it is needed because you can't, like, follow one, like you said, when there's so many characters. Mm-hmm. But in the narration, they give us a time. And this is the 1960s when there's a lot of expansion. And so, yeah, what I was like, oh, why are they, why did the humans move away? And it's like, oh, because they are going to build more, like, suburban type areas. Apartments, houses, not the old style homes that are are bigger, but it's like for a family because they are, they have land to farm and things like that. So, so yeah, it, it was interesting and coming at, coming at the film from a place where you don't know about their history necessarily uh, that was helpful to kind of ground this conflict. Um, yes. To know, like, oh, okay, this is this is why this stuff is happening. And it definitely becomes a conflict because uh, some of some of them, led by Gonta, start um, getting humans uh, who are working on the construction into accidents, and definitely some of those humans die. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the news says that that some were some were killed and some were injured, but like there are definite actual deaths. Um, early on while they're while they're trying to prevent the construction from happening yes and his character wants consistently wants to to um, not only kill the humans but exterminate them yeah he wants them driven out wants them gone 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 yeah Yeah, and i think it was sochiko who was like uh but if we don't have humans then we won't have like tempura like fried things and so and they just start listing a bunch of food and even going to has to relent it's like maybe we could keep a couple yeah yeah so so there's like one of them that kind of wants more of a uh equilibrium between yes. the groups but yeah early on they introduce a lot of characters you yes. have the uh group i don't know if he's Take or suzu but that's the first kind of conflict between Tanuki, mm-hmm. uh, and then this um, older Tanuki, uh, Granny Oruko, I guess. She's basically like her little song is like uh, Take will fight, Suzu will fight. Like Take and Suzu will win, Take will lose, Suzu will lose. Basically, like you can fight each other, it, you might win or lose, but in the end, we're all losers if we're fighting each other. Yeah, like we need to kind of help each other out to yeah, survive. Exactly. And so the film shows that. Lots of Tanuki are pushed into an area and they're trying to help each other and they're all trying to figure out how do we save this mountain so that all of us can live. Yeah. At one point, Gonta gets dropped and trampled and then take it out of the action for like half a year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which gives them time to, to basically do things where he's not pushing for them to 
Yeah. You can't push them to kill the it's, human. Exactly. It gives... But they, they were, like, celebrating him and, like, throwing him up into the air, and then they got distracted by the TV, and he just dropped, and they just ran over him. Yeah, he got trampled, and then the narrator's like, he, like, broke some ribs. Yeah. And had, like, internal bleeding, and it's like, whoa, okay. It's like, oh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so part of what they do to try to win this war or, or gain strength is to focus on their transformation powers. Uh, Granny Oriko trains a lot of them or they try, kind of figure out who's good at transforming, who can't do it. And those who can transform are trained. And then a couple of them go out to look for the masters of transformation. Yes. Uh, one is Tamasaburo. Uh, who's oh, like the, the one of the ones who goes out to look for them? Yes, yes. Thomas Sabato is like real serious. Yes, I kind of love him. Yeah, and I forget who the other one is. Um, so so they yeah. kind of go off for a few years. Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah, early they off. say. Yeah, I think the one said he was gone three years when he comes back. And yeah. in there, in Gonta's absence, Gonta's still around, but he's not calling the shots for a while. They focus more on being tricksters and stuff. And there's that one poor police officer that they like really torment yes <laughs> he this police guy's just like walking along and then there's this sobbing lady and it's one of the tanuki and they make their face disappear which terrifies the guy and he runs and he goes into the the little police station and the police guy who's there is also a tanuki who makes his face disappear and he runs again and he goes to a um, little convenience store mm-hmm. and everyone in there is also tanuki doing it and he just ends up fainting and yeah. i was like wow this is a lot for this one guy yeah Yeah, basically their strategy is to to scare them away Mm -hmm. but what generally happens is the people that they they scare they leave but there's always more people to bring in and continue the construction yep yeah the numbers that they have aren't aren't in their favor i know that we addressed and i don't know if we're are we still on storyline what yeah story characters all that stuff. yeah i was just gonna say i think i'm not sure what i (laughs) I'm not saying that it's it's a weakness, but you know mm-hmm. I'm I'm often very attracted by a really compelling story because the plot it was you know again just this one main conflict and there were so many side you know actions and stories it was not that it was hard to follow it was just a different way of doing it so mm-hmm. in that sense again it, it it felt like at times it felt meandering almost yeah yeah. Which and, arguably might be appropriate given who is, it's the Tanuki, but yeah. Yeah. And again, and I think that's what made it seem so long. Yeah. yeah. And so I can't, so I can't say this is my favorite story oh, sure. structure sure. by sure. any means. Um, yeah. Yeah. There were lots of good things there. It, it was meandering. No, there would be like. There would be kind of parts where I was losing interest a little bit, and then like something would happen, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's really good," or "That's really interesting," and and the end ended up really uh, that that got me emotionally. So yes. there was there was definitely a lot of high points, but there was definitely just some points where it was I was just kind of losing interest to it to a degree. I wonder if kids like if their attention span would be able to watch this movie or... I think it depends. I think that they'd get a lot more out of the antics. Yeah, exactly. Do. Like maybe just cuz we're older it might be like sure that was fun but like how does this serve the story? Yeah. versus a kid yeah, might like be like Yeah, like seeing that police yeah, officer yes, tormented for that long was funny, but 
arguably we didn't need to see it go on for as long as it did, but a yeah. kid might find that really funny that this guy keeps freaking out in these ways and knows that the that the people doing it to him aren't like evil, so right. they're not scared by them or anything. Yeah, like yeah. No, because that was delightful. Like, yeah. the lady, there's a lady crying. The cop comes up and he's like, are you okay? And she, like, looks and she keeps crying. And then she looks and her face turns blank. Yes. And the cop is, like, running. And then she, like, grabs the bike and is following him on the bike. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's it's a lot. No, it's, it's a it's fun funny. scene, but it is also long and just yeah. kind of contributes to the overall kind of feeling of longness because stuff like that sometimes goes on. Longer than it feels so strictly necessary. Yeah, and early yeah, on with know. the transformation training, you see them, like, trying to be humans and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, they have a hard time being humans forever, so they need more energy. But that stuff matters because it kind of comes in sometimes. Yeah. And then it also matters in the beginning because you're seeing what their humans form human forms look like so yes. that you can easily identify them whenever they're human for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, that stuff matters. And that's this is just, like, the first third of the film that yeah. we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Because more stuff happens. So, like, those kids that went to go find the transformation leaders or whatever, one guy finds it. He... Oh, wait, but before that, we need oh. to talk about the flirtation between, um, I forget his name, but with the SH and the girl. Yes. Kyo. Shokichi and... Shokichi did you write her Kyo? name? I think so. I'm glad you can say these names because I'm sorry. <laughs> You're you like, I don't even know. I am not even going to try. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many characters you have there to are. remember. Basically, the Sh- Shokichi is the one who wants kind of a balance. Yes. And then... And Gonta's the really mar- militaristic one. Yes. Oroku is the um, older woman who's kind of a voice of reason a lot of the time. Yes. And I don't, I'm kind of, I don't even know with a lot of the other ones. Masaburo is the one who has the serious face. Yes, I love him. You see him. Okay, so, so yes. Yeah, I think Kyo. There's the person named Kyo. Kyo Kyo is the girl. So, so The girl that Shokichi ends up with. Yes, yes. There's this girl who's like, uh, this girl Tanuki who's like kind of posing like, huh, with her head to the side and like, oh, with her head to the other way. And she's I like, per- are you, is your neck okay? Yeah, yeah. She's like, you're supposed to, I was hoping you'd say I look nice. Or you're yeah, supposed to say I look nice. I was nice. posing for you, basically. And she's like, and now my neck does hurt. It's very silly. <laughs> yeah. It establishes a cute little relationship between yeah, these two. Yeah, they keep talking and they do some cute stuff. Like, it's it's a genuinely very cute little romance. <laughs> There's one part in that scene where he talks about a song where uh, a tanuki is killed by hunters and she's like my grandfather was killed by hunters and, and he's he, like oh sorry she's like they they uh cut up and they used his pelt or something and he's like you have a really nice pelt and she's yeah. like i was hoping you'd say no, that no cool she says they cut off uh, my grandfather's pelt and sold that rather than eating him kind uh, of because his pelt was so nice yeah 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 and so that he c- gets that weird hint <laughs> <laughs> it was very odd. It's like, that's a really morbid way to pull a compliment, but okay. Yeah, very odd, very silly. Uh, but then they end up, um, what do they do? They have some sort of... Yeah, I don't know. They end, they end up, they hang They hang out together. And then they they, oh, end, they go out and they do they the do. their creepy haunted kids who yes. go and like disturb these construction workers. So what they do after, is what, which is what I was talking about, is... Uh, they go to to a, a building where uh, some of the construction workers are, like, chilling, like, heating up water on a heater or whatever. 
and they knock and they open it. It's like, oh, it's some kids. And they're like twin kids with different color like ribbons. And they're like. And like long white robes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something yeah. like we came from the stars and like. They got this whole crazy home. story. And they like come in and they, they're like, you're weird, leave now. And they just start crying <laughs> yeah. and running around. And then they start running on the walls and the ceiling. It's very funny. And the, guy, and the guys are just like, and they're goblins and we have to leave. Yes. yes. Which, and then for the next day, there's no workers. And they're like, yeah, we, we did it. But then some workers come back. Like, yes. it's the just an undercurrent throughout the film of kind of futility. Yes. It's very... Not kind of, like, object, yeah. Humans objectively. Humans will always yeah. come. Like, yeah, we like, coming, well, it's an we undercurrent until, like, the climax. Right. Um, um, but then you were saying, then um, the serious guy goes and gets the elders. Yeah, well, he it's, it seems like he's there. So so this is over a period of years. Uh, the first season, uh, spring season, after they kind of come together, it's like, don't have kids. We need to be able to sustain ourselves. The next season, it's like uh, we've been we've been chat chased or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So, so so like yeah, they have a, a little population growth. Yes. And over in the uh, other city where the elders are, the uh, transformation masters. Yes. The what's his face? The serious guy, Tama Tama has a girl, has some kids, and, and they're the elders are trying to figure out who's going, and and so. Uh, maybe the best part in the film happens. Which we'll talk about a little more later. <laughs> uh, the elders come. Yes. And, and so this is kind of where the uh, conflict ramps up. Yes. The elders are like training them. And it's like we, there's they, they talk about the history of their area. And like yes. this hasn't happened in our area because they respect us. And they like know to fear if fear our a wrath kind of right 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 and there's three of them yes um, and one of one of them is kind of the his face actually looks a little more fox-like than the rest of them and he's kind of the the angry ish old one yeah he's got a good beard yeah. situation uh one is like a super elder he's like 999 years old apparently <laughs> yeah. well almost he's about he turns it yes a little bit after um and then the other is he has a mustache sort of fur situation and yes, he's kind yes. of, I don't know how else to describe him. I, maybe the more reasonable one of the three, but, he, or the more moderate. I'm not yeah, sure. He's the one that is like, leads the temple where, uh, yeah. Tomas, Tomas Abedo went. Yes. And, and that's the dad of Tomas Abedo's wife, girlfriend. Or yes. So, so she mentions early on, um, uh, about him succeeding, Tomas Abedo succeeding her dad. Yes. So and she wants him to just stay and not go back to his village that he's from. But ultimately, he and the three elders go. Yes. Uh, and it's, I'm not sure which is which. Hage of Yashima, uh, like some supreme leader. This is probably the old guy, Gyobu, and Kincho the sixth. And that is the... The uh, the one who's, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then not too terribly long after they get there, they seem to be doing some training or whatever, but yes. then the illusion like explodes into like a giant birthday cake because they're just celebrating the elders 999th birthday. Yeah. And it was really cute. There's lots of little <laughs> vignette type things. And yeah. Do they establish the, uh, their illusions like the cake? I don't think they could eat it yeah, and I actually say. be satisfied. I know. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't think so. But then, yeah, they form they form they form their main big plan, yes. which is that they're basically going to show their power, imitate a whole bunch of uh, yokai, um, and and just make the humans have to confront that there's something more powerful here yeah. that doesn't want them to continue Operation what they're doing. Goblin is what yes. the subtitle said. Um, and yeah it's a it's a big extended sequence of them doing this basically performance yes and it's really cool there's some really interesting animation and stuff um one of the silliest parts has these two guys who are like sitting at this at this booth talking about goblins probably because they hear some people talking about it and they're like i remember seeing that in my youth and but they're kind of talking about how ultimately they don't think that that stuff's real as behind them during this whole conversation (laughs) yes you can you can see that stuff happening like the tanuki showing these fantastical one of those giant skeletons which is a particular thing um particular type of yokai like a whole bunch of different things that's happening behind them and finally one of the two guys does turn around and and sees some of it and is like oh it's real and the other guy's just kind of laughing yeah so so that was one of the cool things so many yokai that like yeah i think a lot a lot of those some of those things may have just been made up but some of those things are like very specific. yokai with history like the one yes. that's like looks kind of like an umbrella with an eyeball and exactly a and a foot. that's a very particular one that, that when i saw that one i was like yes like i know i kind of know of you particularly when it saw that when you saw the bridge scene and the giant skeleton was there yes. that was basically almost the exact pose of I don't remember what it's called, but it's like a particular type of yokai. This yeah. giant skeleton. What thing. they dot or whatever? Me, yeah. Yeah. Just no, there's like, just a whole bunch of yokai. Yeah, so that's probably super fun if you like grew up there and know can name all of these. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was fun at least knowing some of them where it's like oh, I recognize yeah. you. Yeah. Know, like and I think yeah, most all of them probably had. It was a visual a name feast, and a history. really. Like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, and then, it was very and, the, cool. and then in the course of doing all this, Master Gyobu ends up dying from the strain. Yes. Yeah, he's like trying <laughs> yes. so hard to do all these illusions and then he ends up croaking. Yes, yeah. like they all yeah. kind of put their power into these illusions. Yeah. But but yeah, like he you see him fall. Yeah. And then you see like the illusions start falling. Some of some well, of the illusions disappear. Yes, but then like what like it was it a Buddhist thing? Like they yeah. kind of come down and take his soul with them. Yeah, uh, and then he looks. He his corpse basically at that point is like smiling. So yes, he did, it didn't seem to be the worst for him or anything. No, but. no, and and then there was mention in his uh, funeral that he had kind of turned on his tribe at some point mm-hmm. and he had vowed to kind of not do that or like bring justice. So yeah. it was pro- probably part of a not paying. But but try, trying to atone for that sort of thing. But ultimately, this this big gambit and, and his death don't work because basically a guy who's building a theme park, yeah, like take Wonderland, uh, claims that it was a publicity stunt that they did to Gosh. try to get himself media attention, and so ultimately no one believes that like otherworldly people actually did it, except for some of the people who witnessed it. But yes. no one like believes them outside of. Yeah, there. they they didn't have any film, so the people who were there, oh, tried to know. Re- tried to record, but like it didn't work for some reason. Yeah, so so there was nothing to kind of prove that it wasn't. And even that what, probably that would have said. been debated, but yeah, yeah. like there, it just it just wasn't there. And so um, there, and this and that kind of 
ends up being a big fracture point. Yes. And kind of the unity that all of the Tanuki had in trying to solve this problem kind of dissolves. And from there is more or less where we're going to have the spoiler break as they kind of dissolve into their own camps of trying to decide how to deal with this problem. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's there's a lot in the story uh, a lot happens over over it, but it's it's, it's not like we even touched on every slow. single thing. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Like there's lots of good stuff there. Yeah, um, yeah. Anything else with the with the story or characters that isn't spoiler stuff? I don't think so. I'll anything to... with voice acting either? Voice acting? Mm-hmm. I thought they were good. I don't no, think anybody too. sounded weird or no, no. They was... they all did a great job. I there's think. tons of characters. Of... I don't know. It was good. Yeah. Lot to read. <laughs> yes. There was a lot Lots to of read. dialogue, definitely. Yeah. How about animation? My first animation note is ladybugs having sex. Really? They have what? that at one they point. They have two bugs on top of each other. They're, They're on top of each other. Pro- it's spring. <laughs> Honey. Um, one thing it was. It was not even. It was a purposeful, not very subtle nod because immediately after that scene is something. Is is the whole like mating thing? Yeah, so I know when yeah. they're showing the season change. Right, right. Oh, there was a very interesting in that season. They kind of have a video game type style where you see. Oh, yeah. So so early on, the Tanuki grab a TV as a part of their kind of recon. So that you see them watching TV a lot to kind of get feedback on stuff that they do. And at some point, there's a video game there in that second spring season, and then they use that animation style to show that that population growth and the the resource reduction that they're in a bad way yes. but but the that they chose that sort of animation style yeah, it was to, interesting. to i think more succinctly convey the issues was very cool yeah um i put that the human tanuki are super adorable they are really love all of them <laughs> um and i put of course that tomasubro is a very serious looking tanuki both in tanuki form and human form i love his human form. and and when we first see him again where he's with his wife him the wife and the kids are all in human form super and it feels so dramatic because him and his wife are in these human forms but then i also couldn't completely take it seriously because i know that they're tanuki but yeah, he just his whole des- his design in both Tanuki and human form is really interesting and fun. Yeah, that was a very cool introduction of like these are these are humans that are talking. Uh, but then as it goes on, you see them kind of revert to Tanuki in their clothes, and then it point it pans to their kids who are the little Tanuki. Yeah. Oh, so cute! But then then he and the elders come. Yes. And- and the elders in their human forms are the best thing that I've ever seen. And I'm glad that I watched this movie, even if it was just for this one scene, yes. because they are the funkiest, hippest old dudes. It's amazing. The, the clothes so that they're wearing are so over the top and flamboyant. And the poses that they're making as they walk and like one of them's like, get a, ca- get a cab or whatever, like just really like. All of it is so good. Yeah. And the music that's playing at this point is also really over the top. It actually, you hear the this over the top music before First. you, like that starts and you're like, what, why, what is happening? And then they get off the train and you're like, oh my God. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's so. Three funky old men. Uh, and funky, funky old guys. Yeah. It's like, we are the masters of transformation. <laughs> we are not worried about them figuring us out. We have these really cool clothes that we've seen before, and it have was these really so cool sunglasses. Good. 
and and their their taxi is this this really nice car and yeah. it's so good. It's um, it was that so was amazing. Delightful. Like beards and yes. and mustaches and goatees and oh, just amazing. Yes. It was so good. Yes. They're like like Technicolor almost clothes yes. were just yeah, is amazing. The animation style was interesting because it would go from this hype, you know, from this hyper realism or you know yeah. like Tetra yeah, sure. to to again, you know, the the animated and then this the really cartoony, even cartoony mm-hmm. animation. So yeah, some really was, fluid transformations and stuff like yeah. that. Yes, I mean most you, yeah. I've yeah, never experienced it was, this. Yeah, it was really. When does uh, uh yeah, so yeah, and this like and this, if you've seen a bunch of Hayao Miyazaki's Studio Ghibli movies and think that you know exactly what a Studio Ghibli movie looks like, well, a lot of Asao Takahata's movies, from what I understand, are going to make you reevaluate that. This is one of them, though. It's very mm-hmm. interesting. Like the basic, nor- more normal style definitely feels like a Studio Ghibli movie, but it deviates from that style so often. And it's really, it's really interesting. It'll be interesting when we get to things like uh, My Neighbor the Yamadas and uh, Tale of Princess Kakia, where where he really goes for some different art styles. Yeah, no, the transformations really lend well, like that power lends well to just mm-hmm. going back and forth. Like I said, there was that video game style type animation. Yeah. And then... All of the, like, goblins and illusions and things like that. You, they can do so much with it. Yeah, yeah. It's very cool. And then, yes, this question, I guess I'll... Well, wait, not th- I'm not on the question because I have one more note. Okay. Which is just that Ryotaro, um, who we end up learning as a uh, kitsune, yes. um, has a really interesting designed human face. Okay. Which really kind of clued in to his otherworldly nature before yes. it was revealed, which it was revealed not that long after. But Yeah, we, we didn't talk about that. This he gets introduced when uh, a little after the president of Wonderland. Yeah, shows so we up. won't talk a whole, whole lot about what his character does, but yeah, he he is first seen interacting with the president who takes who says that it was them that did the yes, whole. Yes. So yeah, there there's this guy there. He he was very interesting looking, and then yeah, I was kind like, of this long kind of face that's kind of slanted and dramatic. Yes, and I don't know. Yes. It was interesting. I was like, is that? And totally was. Yes, he's a kitsune, which is a different sort of uh, creature that can transform. They're supposed to be way more cunning, though, than yes. Tanuki. And more, uh, even more known for being tricksters in general. All right, so um, uh, it's time for the question. If this was live action. No. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed, honestly. Yeah, there's so much. There's really. Fantastic. There's no way. There's no way you could do it. There's really. There's really not. Like, I don't know how you would possibly go about trying to do this as in live action. Yes, there's lots of, like, early on, there's, like, Tanuki mid-transformation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's... There's just too much. There's too much transformations and too much just silly, interesting things that happen. Their whole performance as the yokai and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, no, no. It would just... You can't. Nope. Sound design stuff. So I the, have yeah. two main notes, um, which was that the really soft music while the two Tanuki flirt was adorable. It was like basically just like this. Was it like chi- it was like chimes? I think or something like that. Bells. I don't remember bells. Yeah, yeah. It was really soft, um, and and I liked that. And then I liked the the music 
the music when uh, Spring came, I think the second time, uh, was kind of weird sounding, but I liked it. And then obviously it was really good in that scene where the elders came. But yeah. yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I agree. Let's go to the part of our podcast that it's named after. How's it hold up? Didn't like the trying to mate scene. Not a fan of that. Yeah, yeah. I get, I get it because, like, at the end of the day, they're supposed to be these actual wild animals. It was still unpleasant, and I didn't enjoy it. It was basically, like the guys were, I mean, for lack of a better word, horny and and going after the ladies who would rebuff them because at that point they were trying not to have kids. And it was just it was unpleasant, and I didn't really enjoy that little thing. And then whenever they were having kids, when they weren't supposed to, it was them fighting over a mate. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. Gonta has a line later where he says, you stink like a girl. Yeah, that was the main thing. <laughs> yeah, and it's... <laughs> and then the lady, the, she was like, girls don't stink. Yeah. Like, well, if they did, you would stink. Yeah, like and it's like, what are you even talking about? Yeah. <laughs> it's just dumb and unneeded. You have anything offhand besides those? I don't think so. Yeah. No, I mean, there wasn't a lot. I mean, you can al- always discuss how appropriate the scrotum thing is but it's whatever it's a part of their culture it's fine right right but i think you don't want to or just acknowledge that like for their how they're okay with things like scrotums or like they're a festival that have have penis like there's not an equivalent uh acceptance of Of, of other sorts of genitalia no um yeah it's the it's the it's the genitalia that is generally considered uh, masculine by cis people that is always like fine yes. to um, to joke about and to and to depict in different forms. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but you try showing um, yeah, the ones I- that are typically associated with women, or um, and certainly any trans persons is never going to be shown. Like the, yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of stuff just isn't allowed. I mean, and, even uh, and if it is. For trans people, that would be a joke. Oh, yeah. 100%. It would never be just like, no. this exists. Yeah, it would be a horrifying sort of thing is how yes. it would be portrayed. Um, no, I mean, even recently, um, there's that woman, I, I don't know her name, who was, who was taking oh, pictures basically of her equipment down there and then making art out of it. And she got arrested, <laughs> like, for putting that stuff in public. Like, yeah. that's the level to which even today in Japan, that's still not okay, despite... There being this long-standing legend that involves just magic scrotums that yeah. no one in Japan seems to really have a problem showing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a certainly a whole issue. Whole thing, but um, which we are not from that culture, so we are hardly the best people to discuss it. But it certainly is a thing, and there are definitely people of that culture who have lots of opinions and things to say about that. Yeah. Um. Let's go on to our spoiler alert. Skip to. So yeah, this movie gets fairly sad because, and I mean, it doesn't take you that long to figure out that it's headed that way because just literally everything they do ends up being so futile. Like ultimately humans are going to keep making progress in the way that they want regardless of how nature and wildlife feels about it and that is ultimately what this movie's about um gonta ends up um actually trying to kill the humans it doesn't work out for him him and his crew all get killed 
the the oldest of the masters. Wikipedia says he went senile. The subtitles didn't seem to necessarily say that, but for whatever reason, he basically starts a death cult. Well, he starts a cult, or he starts, <laughs> which ends up being a death cult. Uh, yeah, a religion that's based around dancing for the for the Blessing, like Tanuki who can't transform. Yeah, and yeah. not all of the Tanuki who can't transform join him, but a decent number of them do, and ultimately he ends up creating this big boat out of his scrotum um, <laughs> that they sail away on, and then it sinks at some point and they die. Yeah. It doesn't show that, but the narration tells you that's what happens. Right. It sounds like he is, is telling the story of something that has happened. Yeah. But he's actually telling the story of what... As is, we see it happening. Yes. That we, again, a, don't see the end of it. But. That they're getting taken away on a golden boat. They are, like, uh, being jolly and, and partying yeah. and things like that. But ultimately, they're sailing off to their death. And yeah. it's like, whoa. And it was in the middle of all this other heavy stuff. Yeah, so like two of the groups basically decide in their own different ways to die. Is mm-hmm. their, is like uh, fight or die trying and just die. And and, and, revel- like, and revelry. Yes. But like accepting that this isn't ever going to get better might as well just end it on a high note is the two stances that two of the groups end up taking, which is obviously very depressing. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the, the Kitsune is trying to argue, um, and the, the remaining elder, though at the time the other guy's still there, um, that he should convince everyone to pretend to be humans and live in human society. And that's the only real way to do it. Yeah. Be humans instead of being inhuman with abilities. Yeah. Be human with, you know, unnatural abilities. Right. And, and he's, and, and the elder's like, what about the people who can't transform? And he's like. I mean, they might just die. Like, it sucks, but that's what we Kitsune have had to do. Yeah. Um, And actually, I I guess that is the biggest thing that ends up splintering them. Like, the whole fact that their plan fails is part of it, but then they're all trying to discuss, well, what do we do now? And he comes forward with that plan, and no one agrees on it. And so that's ultimately where everyone is like, well, we're just going to do our own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Uh, then... And and actually, during that, mm -hmm. our discussion the elder of the kind of original group goes and sends a letter, uh, some like some sort of plea. Cause one of the things they wanted to do is tell people that it was the Tanuki that had, that did that. Yeah. The, the elder show. who was originally from the place rather yes, than yes. one of the visiting. Yes. And, and they think they shouldn't tell people like that won't help or they'll just, uh, just like how that won't work. But he mm-hmm. ends up sending a letter to, we, it turns out a news station. Yes. That it was the Tanuki who who did that. And so one of the things that's happening while the other stuff is happening is there's a news crew trying to contact the Tanuki in the forest of like... Yes. Just like out there with the news camera and that talking el- to the And forest. that elder and the older woman both end up like talking on screen and they do some transformations and they run off. Yeah. And ultimately that doesn't stop stuff from happening but as we learn in the end it does end up having an effect an effect yes but yeah i mean ultimately the humans just keep doing what they do yep um and and basically the remaining tanuki decide like as their last big uh magical thing that they're going to show them what life was like before all of this and so they all convene on a piece of construction equipment um and project this gigantic illusion that all the humans end up who live there end up seeing of what this place was like when there was just a couple of humans living on farms and they kind of lived in peace with nature and yeah, that sort of in thing. in harmony as it were. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um which was which is an interesting powerful scene. Yes. Um yes. 
But ultimately, obviously, that doesn't change anything. It's just kind of their last thing. And then ultimately, some of the um, some of them end up doing the becoming human thing and yeah, living they, in human society thing. They basically have an epilogue. Yeah, like that that transformation was their last big actual trick thing. really because yeah. like even in in film they're like what is that gonna do and like and nothing but it'll be funny like it'll be fun yeah and what what I are thought... we if not fun like, yeah. yeah i thought what they did say is that then the humans did preserve i think it was a combination of that and the news thing yeah. that ended up yeah when they continued construction the they epilogue. ended up they ended up having some nature areas that they tried to keep and stuff like that yes, to try to live areas. a little more and they had like signs of watch for tanuki crossing and stuff like that they tried to kind of integrate them at least a little bit right yeah and um the the not quite main guy but shokichi the, he he ends up kind of being who we're following as a human living in human society and the epilogue stuff yeah and you he as a part of the epilogue he sees another kind of tanuki that is is living as a human they they clock each other essentially yeah. uh by by those energy drinks that early on it's mentioned it gives them energy to keep transformed. Yeah. So they don't get tired and, and go back to being uh, Tanuki. Yes. And yeah. then at the very end of the movie, he sees some Tanuki in their natural states run across the road and go into a hole. And he follows them and he meets one of his old friends and some of the Tanuki who, who can't transform into anything other than base animal form and kind of humanoid form. Who yeah. were kind of having a little party thing and he goes to be with them not clear if it's permanent or if he's just going to hang for a bit, but like there, and they seem to be on the go- one of the golf courses that was made. Yeah, yeah, it 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 pulls out, and it's like this isn't a nature for them. Like it's still a golf course, but right? They, they're making do where they can. Right, exactly. And and that friend turns to the camera at one point and and delivers the very like <laughs> very mat- pointed, yes, very pointed commentary on like people say that we're gone or, or something like that and and we're not we're still having to like make do or something like that yeah like, yeah like the the tanuki and the rabbits and other wildlife don't just stop existing yeah it, not just that it's like we're still here but there's uh creatures that don't sorry no it's, just it's so a lot sad. <laughs> That's why I've been quiet for a lot of this. I know. <laughs> you guys, I'm sorry. It's, yeah. I know. Yeah, there's like, there's some creatures that don't have yeah. our abilities and like, what are they going to do? Yeah. 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 No, it's, yeah. The, the, especially when they project the, the vision of the life that they have lost and all of that. It's, it's emotional. It's good. It's well done. Um, and it, and it is really powerful because it is so, um, it's what humans do. I mean, humans are the biggest threat to everything because humans take what we want and don't care what we destroy. It's a, it says at one point that humans really easily kind of forget the way that things used to be. Yeah. Which is, yeah, like very true. Is that was that they just see, like we just typically see convenience as as we bulldoze over places and do things as as progress, and we and we kind of forget that the way that things used to be aren't necessarily pure, purely bad. Like something was lost in this, in the change. And, you know, I mean, you can, cert- there's certainly arguments to be had that this isn't necessarily worse in, in every <laughs> facet. Like there's nuances, but yeah. it's definitely not just a purely good thing is, is part of, part of the message is that this isn't 
th- things are hurt and irrevocably changed because we do this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's definitely some commentary to be had with overpopulation, not overpopulation, but the, the, the growing population in Japan yes. as it relates to the Tanukis who had, who were like trying not to have kids for a little bit and they kept having more Tanuki in a smaller place is similar to problems like the whole reason that they that the humans were bulldozing this place to make room for more people yeah like it's it's a similar sort of thing it's not overpop because the whole overpopulation thing is kind of bs but there is definitely a japan is a certain size of an island and they need they keep having to get rid of a lot of the the natural greenery and stuff and and more rural places to make them bigger for humans to live in yeah in that time i guess especially yeah so yeah it's an interesting thing and there's not a clear this movie doesn't it very much has a pointed message but it also (laughs) doesn't necessarily feel like it says so what you're doing is inherently wrong and you have to stop it's just like think about this acknowledge that this is is happening and maybe try to do something about it even as you're still having what you consider progress and stuff yeah Yeah, that's why i would say it's it's supposed like it's supposed to be a kid's movie and like this is it's not like all you kids should feel horrible for what in fact at the towards the end after they do their big illusion um some of the some of the tanuki see like an image of themselves when they were kids playing and they run forward (laughs) but then that that disappears and there's some kids out on a balcony who see the tanuki and and are like excited and and happy and they're like oh we wanted to feed them after they run away kind of scared and stuff so like it there's there's not a, a just a demonization of these people who live here right it's it's a nuanced thing um, and it, this is certainly a much more nuanced take on this issue than a lot of Western media is, where it is pretty much always just shown as a pure negative and like, oh, look at how awful humans are. This one has a much more nuanced take of like, there's a great tragedy here that just is often overlooked, but it doesn't mean everything that you're doing should stop. It just means you need to pay attention to what you're... what the full consequences of what you're doing is. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's really interesting. And I, I liked it. Yeah. It's not like there's a clear solution. or No, anything. no. Yeah. Yeah. There's no easy answers here. Mm-mm. Any other spoiler stuff we wanted to discuss? Okay. That's the end of spoilers. Let's go on to our favorites, least favorites, Ooh, okay. uh, least favorite scene. Uh, probably the one where they, uh, they were doing transformation training early on before it. It talks about like, Oh, like the girls get in on it too. And like, they help the guys be more like, be more convincing if they have to be women. Oh yeah. I forgot. But then right after that, it's the, the main masters, like uh, the, the ladies can leave and like guys, if you can stay and basically where they, they point out the power of the Tanuki's, pouches mm. uh who it's like this rug is muscrota <laughs> yeah and they're like oh wow yeah. i'm so impressed Just like, and i knew that that's what it was gonna be too yeah yeah i was like oh that's a hundred percent yeah yeah calling to show i'm like okay cool thanks bye <laughs> uh, my least favorite 
My least favorite scene is probably the mating thing. I just didn't enjoy that. But you reminded me of another thing that I didn't particularly like, which was when they were transforming into humans, there was like, and the guys aren't as good at turning into ladies. And like the Tanuki turns into like just kind of a dumpy looking lady, but who she still looks like a woman. But there's this, they're like, aha, look at this laser. Can't turn into an attractive woman. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I guess, the gold standard. And that was just kind of shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bleep that, but yeah, it's, yeah, it just kind of sucked, like, that little joke. It was short, so I don't really, the the whole training scene itself, I consider a decent scene. I just didn't like that little thing, so as far as actual scenes, the mating thing was my least favorite. How about you? Yeah, I think mine was, yeah, with the... The scrotums and the, the, <laughs> the huge scrotums and all that was. Yeah, you know, I wasn't a fan of that. Mm-mm. Surprise. Yeah, <laughs> no. Oh, overall, it's 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 called attention to like maybe that. That's the main time it's really called attention to, and then other times it's used, but they don't like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's not as directly called attention to. Yeah, I thought it would be more prevalent, and mm-hmm. and it wasn't in that. It's just time. one part of the whole Tanuki thing. Yeah. Um, favorite scene. Um, oh yeah, the the flirting scene was very cute. Is their favorite one the the Operation Goblin? That whole scene was it's very pretty good. fantastic. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. long, but there's so many cool things there. It's it's delightful. I think mine was the Masters coming. Yes, same. Oh. Yeah, it's so that's good. Just, that's yeah, that was the Masters arrival and in, in human form is so it's so good. The music <laughs> like you're like. Something's so, gonna happen, and then you see him, and you're like, "Oh it's man!" It's so over the top. I just, it, with all the silly, over the top stuff that is in this this movie, I still was not remotely prepared for that to happen. And then it happened, and it was so it good. Was <laughs> yes. Yeah, that is definitely my like. I I am glad I watched this movie. If for nothing else than that moment happened, <laughs> and I was able to just live. And watch it happen. They're so, so good. It's how they move, their outfits, their yes. attitude. It's so uh, good. Their poses. Oh, it's just all so good. <laughs> They're sitting in their convertible car. Yes. Driving along. It's, uh, it's perfect. It's very, very good. Who was your least favorite character in the movie? The military guy for me. That wanted oh, yeah. to kill all the humans. Gonta? He just He just was always... I just, just not only. Yeah, he tried to do a coup just at some neg- point. Yeah, just a negative energy. And his was wife was adorable, some, but he she was, was very cute. Uh, yeah, it feels like she deserved better. <laughs> yeah, um, just wasn't a fan of him. Yeah, that's fair. How about you, babe? The uh, president of Wonderland. That's kind of what um, I was thinking too. Was that like, guy sucked. Is that supposed to be a Disney thing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That guy I sucked. Don't think so. Yeah, that was that was so upsetting. The to, the um, Tanuki were so sad. I know. And, like, he just took that victory distraught. from them. Yes. He's like, I'm sorry. I'll go to jail. It's like, dude, you suck. I guess with, with Gonta, I definitely understand why he's your least favorite character. Yeah. But I don't know. He served such a important narrative utility, I guess, because that viewpoint was important to explore. Yeah, it's definitely like that that I that I guess reaction. I didn't begrudge that he had to be this way because that's a viewpoint that they needed to have in the movie. I don't know. I might have to jump sh- ship though cuz I forgot about the slimy wonderland Yeah, he because sucked. there was just nothing redeemable about him. No, he was, just, he was the he worst. Was just a, yeah, he a sucked. Piece of, yeah. But uh 
in the end, he kind of gets a comeuppance. Yeah. And spoiler stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, favorite character? Uh, oh. Um, oh, you know? Tama Sabado, the very serious <laughs> guy. I uh, love him. He's very good. He's delightful. He's like, oh, I want to be with my wife. He's like always in a in a serious drama. Yes. Like, as he leaves, he's like, he looks so ready to, to journey. And then yes. he's with his wife and he's like, I don't want to leave you. And then... <laughs> Uh, he's so good. He's good. Human wow. form, Tanuki form. Yes. So good. He has like a really cool mohawk type hair thing. Yeah, yeah. Tanuki form. Yeah. Favorite. How about you, Mom? Yeah, I'm just trying to think it. it um... Though I guess as a second, it would be uh, Kyo, the the um, girl Tanuki that was like, my neck hurts after she's, like, <laughs> she was posing. very good too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I think. And I'm terrible saying the names, oh, you're but fine. yeah, I think I would I would echo him because yeah. he's just so uh, darn cute. Tamasabado. Okay. My favorite. Um, actually, let me make sure that I say um, Oroku. I love I love her. Oh, she's the, very good. The older lady who's like oh, throughout the movie. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, she doesn't always like. There's there's some scenes that don't have her that are some of the best parts of the movie or the where she's understated in, but she's just kind of this constant force of. Of reason, but also she does represent what the Tanuki are in terms of being fun-loving and stuff. Yes, like, there's some yes. times where she's more advocating for the fun-loving thing than, than other things. Like, I don't know. I just enjoyed her throughout the movie. And, like, every time I saw her, I was like, oh, okay, good. I have yes. this kind of center, almost. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really appreciated her. Yes. No, she was delightful in the Operation Goblin. She was, like, as a part of the crowd. Yes. Kind, I liked trying, her human form a lot. Trying to direct... <laughs> attention yeah yeah she's like oh what's that yeah uh, oh yeah there's there's a good good scenes where in the training it's like you know sometimes they have to revert and so you you get scenes oh. where there's a couple tanuki but one like can't hack it and he turns back or they turn back and for her she had to like pick up a little tanuki yes. guy yeah take it away yes, yeah yeah, yeah. Good. she wrapped it around her neck yes. oh that's right then, yeah. that was so cute no, yeah, she's she's good. She's my favorite, I think. That's fair. She's very good. Yeah, that's a good choice. I love her, too. What character would Tim Curry have played if he were in the movie? Oh, goodness. I don't know. Maybe one of the masters? Um, that's he, what I... I'm leaning towards that, too. Yeah, that... But which one's Robitaille? best? Would he be the, the one who started a death cult? Would he be the one <laughs> who... I feel like he'd be the angry one. The, the the one that yeah. uh, gave his life to help yeah. the yeah. I think he'd be really good in that role. That's yeah. fair. Alternatively, yeah. I could see him as the other, the kind of mustache one. Yeah. And he'd yeah. be in more of the movie. But, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think he'd be, I mean, he could probably do any of those elders quite well. Probably. I don't believe he was in the actual official dub that was made. I'm not going to verify it. So if I'm wrong, then have fun Let calling me out internet. Um, but, <laughs> At us. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I, I think he would have been good as any of them. Um, yeah. Not as the president of, of no, Wonderland. No, Because that guy was... Or uh, the Kitsune. He could have been the Kitsune, and that would have been an interesting take. The kind of oh, sly, crafty. Yeah, I yeah. could see that. That would be good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's go on to our overall consensus and rating stuff. So I will ask again... Would we all recommend this movie, yes or no? And then start rating. Yeah, I mean, I would recommend it. Yeah, I would uh, definitely still unequivocally 
Definitely, recommend I would say it. watch if you're not familiar with the uh, uh, Tanuki's. Mythos, I think the older you are, the more important it. it is to watch a video about or to read an article or something about what their whole deal is. Um, the younger you are, I think the less that you're going to care. So, uh, yeah. I, I think it would probably help because even... I'm a, just saying, like, if you're I showing mean, this to a five-year-old, I don't think that they're going to care. Still, like, being able to come at it from, e- even as a child, like, probably hearing about these things. Maybe. Um, and as a... as You'd be familiar with it as a kid if yeah. you grew up there. So I think I, I think it could help. Sure. Maybe instead of a like informative video, if there are other cartoons about um, Tanukis that might kind of kind of get you on what their deal is. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I recommend it still. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. I think I recommended it. You um, you fussed at me for saying <laughs> not for children. I guess I still don't think that it would be something that you shouldn't have some kind of talk with your children. I wouldn't just, yeah. I just wouldn't set a child down in front of this with nothing. At least if it was a Western child. Mm-hmm. With a cowboy um, hat. <laughs> <laughs> wow, babe. Um, star rating. I don't know. Who wants to go first? I don't know. I'm, I'm swaying more towards, I don't know if I want to go. I'm somewhere in the three range. I don't know mm-hmm. if I want to go less or more. Just because the storyline, it just seemed like a longer movie. And it just, again, the, it just it just kind of drug on. And I, it's mm-hmm. not something that I really want to watch again, I don't think. At mm-hmm. least not anytime soon. Hmm. So I'm thinking maybe a three or 2.75. That's not in the three range. <laughs> of, but three you meant, I understand. Low. You meant in the th- range of a three rather than yeah. in the three. Uh, but I'd say three. I, I would, I think I'll stick for now with three. So you're going to say three? I'm going to say three. I think, I think I'll go, I think I'll go four. Oh, a full four? Yeah. Like there was lots of really cool things. It was a bit, it was a bit heavy, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I guess no higher because of the length and like, it's not a pacing issue. It's just like, we're not familiar with it. Uh, And I expect it would probably go quicker on a, on a rewatch. Probably. Oh, at least on a rewatch knowing and being able to, to enjoy the, the more lighthearted scenes more without, you know, kind of wondering where it's going or, or, or realizing that. These are uh, just stepping stones to the bigger conflict. Right, right. No, I, th- I think it would... I think it'd probably be a little bit better on a rewatch. Yeah, we, there'd be more to see. Because the first time you're watching it, you're just trying to understand just certain Just take things. it all in. Yeah, but... Yeah, I I think it's definitely rewatchable. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, four. I'll say four. I think I'm going to go with a 3.75 and I think I would give it a four if I felt like the pacing worked for me a little better. Yeah. There's a lot of really good stuff in this. Yeah. But it's, it's certain, it's certainly not a higher tier Studio Ghibli movie, I guess, to me at least. But I, I just, I guess I also do want to acknowledge that there's just, this is so unabashedly Japanese in so many ways that 
without being a part of that culture, it definitely feels like there's stuff I'm missing or just not appreciating in the same way. So I, I, I want to acknowledge that. Um, I, I think I'd personally give it a 3.75. I really enjoyed it. I would be interested in revisiting it at some point and seeing if the pacing works better for me on a revisit. Um, and yeah, there's just, there's a lot of, I mean, this is the Tanuki movie, I guess, to watch if you're wanting to watch a Tanuki movie. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I don't know. I 3.75. I feel pretty comfortable with that. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys. Oh, hold on. I was just thinking while I was watching that end part of the, the, the point of view that their kind of environmentalism comes from is is all self-contained or it's like this is our home but we need to grow and kind of the the push and pull of the progress in their culture that is very uh focused on yes like nature and nature Mm -hmm. having spirits or like everything having a spirit and so like acknowledging that yeah i think i think it's i think it's safe to say that they in japan had before industrial revolution had a lot more respect for nature and wildlife than than a lot of especially let's say white people well, have ever had that's what i'm saying is like the other part of it is like from the perspective here and like essentially a colonial perspective of the um manifest destiny type thing right like you're taking land from other people like mm-hmm. we don't have a big uh, this land wasn't to, originally ours. To our land. Like, we're taking it from yeah. the Native Americans and the indigenous mm-hmm. people who do have that cultural yeah. tie and, and probably would have a a, a more uh, a point of view that is closer to, to the yes. Japanese and the balance in between. Th- our, yeah. our industrialization is just growth, growth, growth without... There's less acknowledgement of that balance. I think that might be a large portion of the reason why a lot of Western movies that tackle these sorts of issues feel so disingenuous to yeah. is because there's not that, that honest emotional background to the message you're trying to give. It's yeah. more just like, like white people who have bored with life and are now like trying to push cons- um, conservation there's just there's not the the emotional cultural tie to it. Yeah, I just and a lot of times it feels in in the Western kids movies that have broached this. A lot of times it feels really disingenuous because of that. It's just so so heavy handed and just like the movie is about a message rather than the movie is a movie but also kind of has this big message. I don't know. It's yeah. That's 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 what I was thinking about while I was kind of watching uh, yeah. that last part, and I think that ending. I don't know, it still, still gets me. Yeah, it's a lot, yeah. Uh, that ending message, um, I, I think, like you said, it felt more genuine of, like, just think about yeah the other creatures versus... It's not like humans are just the worst. Versus a Western movie yeah. where there there really is no message. It's like... Other than... Yeah, yeah, but there's nothing, like, that you can take with you, or it's It's like, like it's supposed it's to make you feel you. bad rather than it's supposed to inspire you to act at all yeah or 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 yeah it's it's really interesting 
and just the different stances that they're coming from. Yeah, yeah. So I would definitely, if we, as we watch, if we watch something like Once Upon a Forest or sure, Fern Gully, eventually will. God, I love Fern Gully, but yeah, it's yeah stuff like that. Like it just I, comes from a very different place. I think I'll, I'll I'll compare it to this and kind of what and and like lots of Miyazaki movies have environmentalist message. Sure, but I guess this. Because that one dealt with... Well, this like, isn't a Miyazaki movie, but... Well, Ghibli movies. This dealt with industrialization. I guess that's why it feels like I yes, can more... Yes, very directly. More directly related to those kind of environmentalist movies that... One of, one of Miyazaki's that I think most 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 deals with that topic is uh, arguably Princess Mononoke. Right. But it also very much is kind of focused on this, this oh, mystical no. otherworldly tale. It has that as a big... Re- as a big theme, but it doesn't necessarily feel that it is as directly about that yes. as this movie inherently is. This had very realistic because this realistic is from type. this movie is from this the viewpoint of the people who are being most directly affected by it happening. Yes, versus, yeah, it's just, it's yeah. different. Yeah, so that's what I just wanted to like throw that out there because that's definitely what no, I was thinking you. about it while seeing their their uh, illusion of what it was like in the old times. No, I think I, I think that's really important and I think it'll be really interesting to explore this topic when we get into the many Western movies that have covered it. Um yeah, yeah it'll be interesting. Nah, Nim isn't exactly, but like there's kind of a yeah. yeah. There's 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 definitely some Western movies that have it at kind of like Princess Mononoke have it as a theme without being about it. Yes. But then there are some, like, Once Upon a Force that are about it. Yeah. Fern Gully is about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it'll be interesting. Yeah. That was a good movie. Yeah. Thank you, babe. I love you. Mm-hmm. Love you, too. All right. Well, thank you, guys. And um, next time, we will be covering a movie that I know almost nothing about. It is a Russian movie. Um, it involves drawing a little man. I mean, if you just really know Russian movies. I mean, it's a <laughs> Soyuz, it's a Soyuz it. film. Russian movie as pretty much all the Russian ones that we're going to watch are because they were like the main uh-huh. one. So it's not that unreasonable that someone who is into their filmography would know this, but We've yeah, anyways, right I now. have no idea what it's about really. Um, I know I kind of looked at it a little bit at one point, but I've forgotten at this point what it's about at all. So it'll be an interesting watch. You quite enjoyed the last Russian movie we watched. I'm excited. So. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll be interesting. <clears throat> um, and t- until next time. Until next time. Bye. 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 Love y'all. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals two seven nine zero five six six. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H dot com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening.